Hey everyone, welcome to the MIT Podcast. I'm Giuseppe Santamaria, the photographer behind Men in This Town and editor of MIT Magazine. This portrait session coincides with the launch of MIT Magazine issue six, which features a former art director of the New York Times, Richard Aloisio, as we celebrate his wonderful Instagram selfies in the illustrated form. You can pick up a copy at meninthistown.com to view his feature. But in the meantime, have a listen to our conversation, which took place at the New York Times building during his last days at the job he held for 35 years. We discuss his expansive career as a graphic designer, from his early days at Penthouse Magazine to his last post at the Times. His infatuation with colorful clothing that brought him Instagram fame, plus his relationship with the iconic street style photographer and personal hero of mine, Bill Cunningham. This is one of my favorite portrait sessions to date, so I really hope you enjoy. so excited when you approached me yeah and, and I love going through my photos and things and trying to find it's very difficult for me to be objective and and when you ask for photos right um, it's always difficult for me to be objective and say well you know these ten you know if you ask for ten I'm gonna gonna get about 80 yeah and yeah, say yeah. I, I can't choose <laughs> you know it's just impossible so it's a difficult it's very very <laughs> difficult for me you know you get very you know it's like a as a graphic designer, you know, yeah. you make a, a portfolio of your of your of your stuff. Yeah. I mean, back when I was uh, came out of art school, you'd have a physical portfolio yeah. that you'd open up and you'd show people, and uh, it was always very difficult to make choices and get get rid of something. Absolutely. Say this is the, this is a weak piece. Take it out. Just have a nice strong book. Uh, so it's the same thing with with the um, you know these photos. Yeah. So it, it's very difficult to make those decisions, especially to eliminate yeah. something. I think as a de designer and a photographer, you need to be able to edit. That's the most important thing. That's the and, and it's the so it's many people can't. <laughs> well, when I do my own photos, yeah. you know, in these rooms, I take hundreds and hundreds, yeah, yeah. Of at least four hundred pictures, possibly five. Yeah. And most of them are, are, you know, I can get rid of any of the the, the best. You know, if they're blurry, obviously they're gone. Yeah. But but getting it down, you know, I know I'm only going to run three, four, five at the most on Instagram. Yeah, yeah. And meanwhile, I've got a folder of maybe 70 photos. And I, and, you know, I have to think, well, what am I going to do with all these? I don't, yeah. I, I'm not going to post them, but I like them, and it's hard to get rid of them. Yeah. So I have to get rid of at least a couple of hundred right off the bat. Right. And then make my choice from there. And you use your iPhone to take them. Yeah, I use this phone, yeah. and I stand it up and uh, like that. And I just, and I, and I don't see where, I kind of know where I am in the yeah, frame. Yeah. And that, that's how I get the poses. So I, I'm just like, I kind of figure out where I am and I go through my routines. Yeah. And the, the only thing I know when I'm shooting is the shoes. But even the shoes and socks take, I take, you know, at least 80 photos yeah, right, to, eh? get, to get a nice shot composition yeah. and everything in and the light right. Yeah. So I, I, I take way too many photos. But what inspired you in the first place to do it? What it's uh, well, it's also just uh, such an original take in doing a selfie like that. It's uh, well, I got bored yeah. with what I was. Well, I, 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 I'm a terrible pose. I can't pose. But you clearly can't. Well, You're the master well, of poses. Well, there. <laughs> no, those poses, the fun, the funky poses, yeah, I yeah. can do that. Yeah. But when I first started, well, this whole Instagram thing started uh, uh, accidentally. Um, I think I wrote about it early on in my. In one of my, um, you know, when when I reach every thousand point, I'll write like a something about yeah. my 
history, the, I guess. The history. Yeah. And in one of them, I wrote about how uh, I got started on Instagram with a friend who brought her daughter up, who was 16 or 17 at the time. And she saw that I had gotten a new phone at the time. And yeah. she said, oh, are you on Instagram? And I said, no, I, I don't like that. I, I don't do any social media. I don't when was this? At what point? This was 2015. Okay, not long ago then. Yeah, and, uh, and I said, uh, I, I hate that. I hate selfies. I said, I, I don't understand selfies, I yeah. was telling. I, I don't want to do that kind of stuff. She said, oh, come on, take a picture of something. We'll put it on Instagram, and you can, then, you, then I'll follow you, she said. This is a 16-year-old girl. So I said, okay. She talked me into it. The first picture I took was downstairs in my, at my office uh, was a cookie jar. Yeah. That was my first post. <laughs> and then I was just posting various photos for a while. And then, uh, um, you know, I dressed, I dressed up every day. And, and, and I had, in the past, taken pictures of my Hawaiian shirts right. that I would wear all the time. Yeah. And uh, one of my friends said, you know, you, you get dressed every day. You should, you know, just document what, you, what you're wearing like you yeah. did with the Hawaiian shirts. So I said, oh, yeah, that's a good idea. So I had him take my pictures at the time. Right. But I said, just give, just shoot from the chin down. I don't want my face to be shown. Sure, yeah. And then, you know, I couldn't get him all the time because he was busy. So I said, well, I'm going to have to shoot these myself. So I would stand up the camera, get a remote, and, and take some pictures. But I would be standing, you know, like very stiff. Yeah. And I quickly got really tired of that. I just thought, there's got to be something better. I, Absolutely. Because I, yeah. I couldn't, I, I didn't like how I looked posing, very stiff, very, you know, n not casual at all. So, but one day by accident I was moving and I thought, you know, this that's kind of nice. Let me try that. And then I said, I love that. Yeah. I, I, there was some movement and it was, it was, I started very minimally. Yeah. And yeah. then I just graduated to like, you know, feet up in the air, yeah. feet in the camera, <laughs> uh, you know, very tight on the tie, whatever yeah. it was. And I thought, these look great. I was very excited by it. And, and that's what I was doing, that, uh, that's what I've been doing since. But then I, I, I met um, uh, someone who wanted to take my pictures, and uh, she and I now collaborate with the outdoor ones. Ru yeah. Ruthie, actually, she's a, a blogger and a and a stylist and a writer and a photographer. Yeah. And we met at a book party. Nice. And um, she did an interview. She actually did the first interview with me uh, on her blog. Yeah. And, um, and then we uh, got to talking. And, and just recently, she, you know, I said um, I needed some pictures of some, I wanted to do some outdoor stuff. So now we shoot in Brooklyn. And um, gotten some very good response with that. So I yeah, like nice. the combination. Yeah, so with her, I, great, yeah. I feel very calm and natural. Yeah. Uh, because you know we we're, we're doing some very interesting stuff, and the backgrounds are really nice. Yeah. And she's terrific, a terrific photographer, and um, has a great blog. And uh, so everybody's loving these outdoor shots. Yeah. But I still do, I'm still going to do the indoor. Yeah. You know, crazy. Well, it's poses. that it's the evolution, isn't it, of just yeah. kind of evolving. And do you, what's your closet look like? Because I must Well, it's, it's, it's really not even a closet anymore. It's no. the whole apartment. <laughs> I mean, the, I really, uh, it's, it's pretty horrifying, I have to be honest <laughs> with you. I have clothes hanging everywhere. Really? It's, it, I, I wouldn't let anybody even see it. Yeah. Um, a couple of close friends have seen it. Uh, and before they come in the apartment, I always say, no judgments. <laughs> and they say, okay, fair enough. Yeah. Uh, because, I mean, literally, 
I've got clothes hanging everywhere. I've got shoes yeah. in the living room, uh, it's piles of shoes in, in boxes, but I've got them in the bedroom. It's everywhere. Where, where does it stem from? Where does the fascination with the clothes and especially it vibrant clothes that you don't wear anything boring from at least what I could see. It's, well, thank it's you. a little interesting, you know? Well, character. I mean, I always, uh, I always dressed um, pr pretty, well, I've always dressed neatly. Right. Um, I've never been sloppy about my dressing. Uh, but the, and, and I've always loved color. Uh, you know, when I saw it at the Times, it was always black. It was black and white. Mm. Uh, the paper only went color. Must have gone color in the '90s. But um, you know, I would. I, I had lots of color, but it's still a lot of black back then. Mm. And then uh, it's maybe the last seven years or so that I've really injected a lot of color. I mean, right. I've always had colorful socks. Yeah. The socks were always colorful. Yeah. So uh, that was the beginning, I would say. And then it just like uh, accelerated from there. Easy way to get into color. It just it is, and actually, I, I recommend that when you know. Uh, oftentimes, uh, women will privately message me on Instagram saying, you know, asking questions and like wishing their husband or boyfriend dressed better or yeah. more colorfully. What would be the best way? And I say, well, start with socks yeah. because that's an easy way to get into it. And um, you know, then if they're comfortable, you know, they can get a colorful tie, or Absolutely. you can buy them a colorful tie or a bow tie. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that, that's something I think you can, you can ease your way in without feeling too self-conscious about it. Right, absolutely. Uh, but the color, I've just, you know, I, I love combining and mixing and doing contrasting patterns and colors. And I, I, I don't know where that's come from, but I'm obviously, I'm a designer and a, and a, and a, a, a you know, got an art background. Uh, yeah. So I, I, I have an eye where I, I think I can do that. Right. I mean, a lot of people, have other talents like you know uh, I've always said like when somebody can walk into a, uh, a home that they're they're uh, thinking of buying and somehow they're able to say you know well if we put a wall up here or take down this here we can move this here you know when they a whole other mind there. that's a whole yeah. other mind and I think how are you doing that yeah. and it's the same thing with clothes it's like you know a lot of people say how did you think of combining this pattern with that pattern or that color and it's just something that you know I, I, I feel I can do, whereas yeah. that other thing is a talent I can't even imagine. Like, Absolutely. You know, well, we can put a, a whole wall here with a window. And I go, well, where did that come from? It's yeah. amazing. So everybody <laughs> has different talents. Yeah. It's just a matter of you know utilizing them. And um, for me, I mean, it took off when I f first got my first um, bespoke suit uh, with uh, Domenico Spano, Mimo Spano. He made me my first suit. Uh, How old would you have been there? Oh, this was just like uh, four, five years ago. Okay, right. Um, prior to that, you know, I was just having suits off the rack, and yeah. uh, and and even then, they didn't even fit that well. I mean, I, f I happened to find a fantastic tailor who now f has has worked on, I would say, ninety five percent of everything I wear. Right. I mean, he's touched, he's tapered shirts, he's trimmed the, sh the length of the shirts, yeah. he's cuffs, you know, everything, coats, everything. He's done, and uh, I, I, I wouldn't look this good without him. Yeah, so you have that go-to person. I have him, yeah. uh, and Mimo Spano, uh, uh, when I first met him, I fell in love with his little, his little shop, which is on 57th Street. The, he, he, the walls are, have a beautiful color. I fell in love with the color of his walls. Yeah, he, right. he had three different colors, and I just thought, oh my God, they're gorgeous. 
And then I love look. I've always loved fabric, looking through fabric, anything colorful. Yeah. Um, even when I shop, you know, I sh I can shop very quickly because if I don't see color, I can, you know, if it's a sea of dark suits, I can just keep walking. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. Or you want something to kind of catch your eye, and that's right. what you're a visual person. So. But the thing is, when you look at fa fabric books, I could spend days looking yeah. at fabric books, and then you want a suit of, you know, you want a suit in each. It, and they cost a fortune, so <laughs> it's hard to choose. You really have to choose. Um, but Mimo, I would say, just meeting him and uh, and having suits that are custom made, and you know, you feel like you know they're they're cut for your body, and you yeah. feel like a million dollars in them. It's it's a fantastic feeling. And then then I really started combining and even thinking even more about how I was putting things together. Mm -hmm. So now I I, ha I don't even hesitate with different patterns. Like no. I mean, it still has to work. If I have to think too much, does it work? Then I realize it's not working. Yeah, right. But what, what would your style have been like when you were younger, when you were a kid? And like, where'd you grow up? I grew up in Brooklyn. In Brooklyn. Um, as a kid, I, we were very well dressed. My mother, my mother. Uh, um, now we're talking the fifties. Yeah. yeah. Uh, my mother, um, you know, always dressed us well. As a kid, you know, when I do my Throwback Thursday photos, yeah. there's pictures of me in little bow ties when I'm like four or five years old. Um, uh, little gold jacket. There's a picture of me in a little gold jacket gold on jacket. Easter Sunday yeah. with a little cap on, looking, you know. Really amazing. Uh, um, I've shown all the. I don't know if you know who Bill Cunningham is. Yes, uh, absolutely. Right. Yeah. So I've shown all those pictures to Bill, yeah. uh, who passed away uh, this uh, yes, last year, yeah. and um, he would always love to see those old photos. And he'd say, "Well, that's where you get it from. You, you know, there's a you have in your genes or your yes, family yeah. that you know that had. Uh, you know, I'd shown pictures of my mother and father in the 30s, 20s, and 30s, looking. You know, people look so fantastic, yeah. but they even had a lot of flair uh, back then. And he said, "That's where you get it from. You have it in your genes that your parents, you know, pass something down onto you." Yeah. Uh, but I've always been very neat in the way, like I said, the way I dress. But I also, and I mentioned this in uh, that first blog of, of Ruthie, Ruthie Darling, the woman right, who's yep. been taking my, that you know have OCD. So when I see something I like, I have to have a ton of it. Yes. So right. when I so when I felt good in these bespoke suits, I thought, well, I got to get more of them. But like I said, they cost a lot, so I've, I could tone that down. But I can buy suits off the rack and have them custom feel like this was off the rack, but I had it tailored that it feels like it's custom made. Right. right. So um, and the shirts, I have hundreds and hundreds of shirts. It's just like. I have to really be careful because when I become fascinated with something, it, it kind of takes on a life of its own and, and takes over the apartment, yeah. which is what, <laughs> what has happened. My Hawaiian shirts alone, you know, I used to not even think, not even want uh, Hawaiian shirts, and then I started wearing them, and I thought, oh, th these are great for summer. And then before I knew it, I, w I had 140 Hawaiian <laughs> shirts. Really? So uh, <laughs> it's like, you know, how many... I, and I never wear, I always wear, uh, I never wear um, the same one twice uh, on, in the summer. Right. So like you have one for every day. I have one for every day, yeah. Beautiful. When did that kind of obsession maybe start of kind of, because you were born into it, with just kind of having good clothing kind of mm -hmm. around you all the time. Mm -hmm. Was there a point where you kind of thought, you know, that experimental time in your, like as a teenager or in your 20s, was there ever that time that, 
I think in or was uh, it kind of consistent throughout your life? No, it's not. It's never been consistent. Back when I when I got my first job um, in seventy seven, um, I was a graphic. I was a, a designer at Penthouse magazine. Right, amazing. And um, and I was there for about two years. But at that time, uh, and then I moved into Manhattan at the same time. Yeah. So because I the commute was just way too long, even though it was from Brooklyn to Manhattan, uh, I got my first apartment. Uh, well, I was shortly after I got the job at Penthouse, and and then you know you're exposed to you know you're seeing lots of different people now. Yeah. You, you you're now you're in Manhattan. Your so eyes are open to a whole new audience. Right. And, and I and I just saw different things, and I thought, oh, I could try that, and and I think that's a lot of, of you know fashion too. Guys can take um, you know uh, take away a little something from that because like. You know, you don't have to be the same thing. You know, if you see somebody and you admire, like, oh, I like those shoes. I, I should try those that kind of shoe or something. Yeah. Um, so back then, I started buying. Um, I was going to vintage shops and buying, uh, um, you know, trousers from the 30s and 40s, which I just fell in love with because they're really high waisted. Right. The zipper is like, you know, 12 inches, 14 inches long. It's <laughs> Or maybe not that long, but yeah, no, yeah. I just love them. And then I'd I'd wear I'd wear suspenders, um, so I was playing and 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 I wore a tie most of the time when yeah. I was working there. So I, I always dressed kind of with a tie, although then I would also change to like you know back in the seventies you know your shirt was open to your navel practically. Well, that's a thing, is it? I mean, so in, I was New York in that time. It would have been. I was doing. I was doing both. Yeah, you know, I, it depended on how I felt that day. You know, sometimes the shirt w I'd just wear a, a shirt that was open to the halfway down the navel, and then other times I'd be wearing braces and uh, and forties trousers, and some funky shoes and, and a tie with a tie yeah, pin. Yeah. It, it, you know, it that. just it was just like you could play in your twenties. In my twenties, yeah. A and that's the thing. Do you, I find now that there's guys in their twenties almost kind of. They pick a, a style and they it's don't. It's a uniform. Move. It's a it, uniform, yeah. and they don't experiment. Do you think right. it's important to experiment, especially in your twenties, with your style? Well, I think it's important to just see what else is going around. Yeah. And and there was a f funny thing. There was a meme that I just saw uh, this morning. Of um, it was a, a, f a photo in a bar. Actually, I think I might ha I have it here. Uh, and it kind of said it all. Here, this. Oh my God! <laughs> Taken at a hipster bar in Brooklyn, where everyone uses fashion to express their individuality, <laughs> and they're all wearing the same yeah. thing. Yeah. So it's like that kind of says it all. It's like you got to look around and see what uh, y you know. If you see something, um, you can try it, or you at least consider it. I mean, uh, but don't you don't have to stick with it. You don't have to stick with it, and you don't have to always wear the, uh, you know a crumpled T-shirt and a, and and uh, a crumpled cargo pants and. and yeah. You know, just because you're a tech person, you don't have to look like that all the time, or yeah. you don't have to dress that way to to let people know you, I'm I'm taking my job serious. I don't have the no, time right. to be. I don't have the time to waste on fashion. A lot yeah. of people think like that, and uh, I disagree with that completely. It's like you know you uh, you know you Bill when Bill would see me here at the Times, he would always say you know, he would always get a big smile from what I was wearing and say you know I love the fact that you. Th Obviously, thought about what you were going to wear, and it, it's a, like an armor that you put on for the day. It's ma it makes right. you feel better, and 
I, you know, nobody had, there's no dress code here. You don't have to do, you could, you could wear t-shirts and jeans every day. Mm -hmm. The same ones every day. You don't have to bathe. You, there's no, there's no, there's no dress code. But the fact that I like to dress up, it just makes me feel better. Yeah. And, uh, you know, a lot of people feel like if you dress up too much, uh, you, you're thinking about it too much, or you don't take your job seriously, you're too narcissistic. I disagree with all that. Yeah. But everybody has a different attitude. Yeah. And you that's the, the beauty in it, is that it's not, not everyone can think the same or should think the same. And it's, you do have the ones that kind of shine, shine, and that's a great thing. My, my earliest memory, and this, this is the God's honest truth, when I was in high school, I was a freshman, and uh, I took, uh, one day I got on the bus, and in the back of the bus, the seats, you know, all the seats face, uh, on the sides of the bus, the seats face, you know, each other. Yeah, You're yeah. looking at each other. But in the back, there's five seats that face forward. Nice. So as I got on the bus, the coolest kid in the, in the high school, you know, the, the, the damn coolest kid in the high school was right in the center seat facing. Mm. And as I'm walking back, I see him, and, and he was wearing the most incredible hot pink shirt. I, I mean, I was a kid in Brooklyn. Yeah, I'd never seen a hot pink yeah. shirt. You know, it had the, and it had the big collar open to his waist. This was seven, 1970, probably 70 or 69. And I'm looking at it and thinking, look at that shirt. That is gorgeous. That mm. is so phenomenal. The, the pink was just electric. And I thought, one day I'm going to get a pink shirt like that. I mean, this is when I was, what, uh, 14 or 15, thinking like, you know, I'd never seen anything like it. Yeah. Um, it was inspirational. I'll never forget it. Walking, seeing that guy at the back of the bus wearing that shirt. I mean, it just made such an impression. Yeah. So uh, that's what I mean. It's like you can see other guys and you know take something from him and take something from him and and just put it together. Think yeah, about it. Absolutely. Uh, another story I tell and and is that uh, uh, a friend of mine saw me in my in one of my Hawaiian shirts. And he said, wow, I love that shirt. It's really great. I wish I could wear something like that. Yeah. And I said, well, uh, why, would, why can't you wear it? It's, it still buttons up the same way. <laughs> he said, no, I couldn't wear that. I, you know, I could never wear that. I said, what, are you afraid people are going to? I guess they're afraid people are going to make fun sure, of them. Yeah. Uh, it, it's crazy. Put it on. Yeah. But again, as another thing I would say is if you don't feel comfortable in it, it's going to show. Absolutely. Yeah. You need to own it. You and have to own it. That's what I look for when I'm out on the streets shooting is confidence is the first thing. If, if somebody's walking down the street, no matter how they're dressed, right. and they do not care at all what anyone is thinking of them, and they're just living their life, right. to, for me to capture something like that is just what I right. always kind of strive to look for. And it's, it does show. Yeah. And, and if you're going to be tentative or you're going to feel a little embarrassed or timid, it, it really does show. And you yeah. won't carry it off. You'll, no. look, you'll look funny. Yes. Meanwhile, when I get dressed... You notice the clothes. You, yes. You'll notice the clothes yeah. rather than the person right. if you don't, you're not comfortable. When I dress, I mean, it's like I, I, I feel great when I'm walking down the street. Yeah. And, and, you know, sometimes I'll get comments. Uh, I, re I rarely get comments, but... Yeah. But I, I feel people are looking, yeah. but maybe not saying something. But it, it's often, uh, um, it just feels good. Yeah. And I, I'm comfortable with it. Uh, rarely am I, I don't think I ever am uncomfortable. I, I don't go so far that it's like it's a costume. Hmm. I mean, 
granted, some people might think this is a costume because no, the shoes are the shoes are red and uh, you know the red shirt. I mean, there's a lot of matching and thing. You know, yeah. A lot of thought goes into it. But for me, it's 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 a good time. Yeah. It's just a good time. How many, how many pairs of glasses do you have? Oh, I, I I've never thrown out a pair of my yeah. glasses, and I started wearing glasses in the sixth grade, I think. Um, I've got a lot, but I don't I don't obviously they're old prescriptions. Yeah, yeah. I have about a dozen that I wear in rotation. Okay, yeah. yeah, amazing. So the, I usually get one every year, a pair yeah. every year, and. Um, which ones? Are th these are the red ones. So um, I've got blue, I've got red. I've, I, I used to always wear, and actually I carry them with me. Yeah. I used to always wear um, vintage, which I love. Right. I love round, round vintage glasses, um, like these. Oh, look at those. those are, those I've seen those with the loops around the ears. Yeah, I don't mm -hmm. like anything with the nose pads. I like right. just that thing across, and then the, the loops hold it. And then I have. Um, Where'd you find these? these are well, these, those I've had for many years. Uh, there used to be a, a flea market um, in Manhattan on 26th Street here, and I would go there all the time during my my most OCD days. <laughs> um, I, just, I just threw another pair in here somewhere. Where'd they go? Um, hmm. What a mess. <laughs> oh, you have they. a collection. Uh, yeah, uh, and then I have these are my sunglasses. The cases are great. Yeah, they're they're vintage cases right. too. Beautiful. Do you know what the brand is at all? Or? Oh God, no, no. They're just they're just. I mean, they, these must have been a dime a dozen back yeah, in the thirties. Yeah. So, but I I, I love them and uh, the they just feel so That's comfortable. Gorgeous. I mean, they leave a little mark on on the bridge. Yeah. yeah. But I love them because there's no nose pads, and, and this the little curve uh, holds them on. It does perfectly. the job, yeah. It does the job. Yeah. And, and these feel great on uh, or any of the round. I've always loved the round ones, but I also have very small oval ones. Yeah. I've got a lot of this type of, of frame, oh, um, and, I, and I, I love them. But then I started, you know, these are uh, Warby Parker. Yeah, and um, And uh, because I, I need uh, progressive lenses. Yeah. And uh, progressive uh, frames nowadays, they're, they're such a, a ripoff. Oh my God, tell I me mean, about they're, it. They're <laughs> like $400, $500 for just the frame. Yeah. And then progressive lenses yeah. inevitably cost another $500. It's um, a fortune. But Warby Parker is. Uh, is you see why they're doing so well, Warby Parker. Uh, I mean, uh, I wish they did more round stuff. Mm. But I mean, a lot of the frames do kind of tend to look alike, but yeah. uh, you can get interesting color combinations. And their progressive lenses are fantastic. Yeah. And the whole thing is like $300. So, but I do have some great frames that I still have yet to have lenses put in. Yeah. So I'm getting to that. So where do you find your inspiration? Do you still find it on the streets? You mentioned before I was on the uh, bus. Is, are the streets still a source of inspiration or the internet kind of grown or? You know, I, you know it's going to sound awful, but I, I don't see much uh, stuff on the internet that, that I, I find inspirational. Yeah. Uh, um, uh, I mean, I see a lot of beautiful fabrics mm. uh, sometimes uh, uh, on Instagram, um, but uh, on the streets here, mm, every once in a while I might see somebody who's, who, I, who has a, ter a terrific suit, an interesting yeah. suit. Um, 
So it's more your back catalog of it, your memories, kind of where it's. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, I like I, I find I, I go to the gym uh, maybe four times a week, so uh, I might have an idea of what I'm going to wear that day before I go to the gym. Yeah. And then when I'm at the gym, my head clears, and and I think, oh, maybe I'll. Then I totally throw out what I, in my head what I yeah. was thinking wearing, and then I put a whole different combination together because I'm thinking, well. I could put those pants you know, with this and that. That could be interesting. Yeah. So, um, you know, now I'm trying to do things where uh, I'll take the pants from one suit. Uh, you know, I would always think of just wearing the suit as a suit. Yeah. But now I realize, well, just, you know, like these pants I could wear with, you know, not this jacket yeah, yeah. Uh, very easily. Yeah. So I, I have to, I, I try to think of those combinations. Combinations of becoming, um, you know, infinitesimal. Yeah. So it's really difficult to. Uh, you have all the options. There's too many. You know, but the, even I, even Bill Cunningham, I told him, I said, you know, Bill, when you have so many clothes, it takes forever to put something together because yeah. it's like you've got too much. The, the, there's too many options. Um, uh, so it, you just have to be careful. Actually, a, a woman on uh, a, a, there was a um, two women on uh, Ruthie Darling's uh, uh, blog, uh, her Instagram, where the the mother is saying to her daughter, "If um, if you uh, if you can't decide something like if you can't decide on what to wear, you've got too much stuff." <laughs> and it's true, <laughs> uh, it's true. Like when you've got so much, yeah. you're better off with a little bit less because it, it makes you getting out of the house eat. You're getting out of the house much easier. Yeah. Right. Would you weed out stuff? Are you going to start weeding out stuff? Or well, I just I just gave two shirts to one of my colleagues downstairs. Right. Uh, they don't dress as colorful as I do, so they tend to look at it and say, well, all right, I'll take it home and take a look at it. They're tentative yeah, about yeah. it. Um, but, uh, you know, it, it, um, I've tried, there's nobody, I don't know anybody who, uh, who will take my stuff. Right, yeah. It's too colorful for them. <laughs> um, uh, and I try, but, uh, you know, I've had friends who are smaller than me and bigger than me, so. The friend I gave two shirts to, he's a little bigger than me, and the shirts I had were, I mean, were a little, a little baggy. I would, I, the two shirts I did not have tapered and, and altered yet yeah, right. to fit. So I figured, well, I'll give them to him. Yeah. If he doesn't want them, then I'll take them to the tailor and I'll keep them. Yeah. But it's like, and and my shirts are in pristine condition. Yeah, the shirt, yeah. one of the shirts I gave him, I've never even worn. I've never even worn it. Yeah. So it's ironed, it's clean, it's ready to go, and it's. Uh, I'm hoping he likes it. I think he's going to look fantastic in it. Uh, and I was with, I was with him. We went shopping uh, three weeks ago, and uh, and I and I saw a suit, a beautiful suit, very inexpensive, a beautiful blue, not like navy, but mm. really a beautiful blue. And I said, look at this suit. It's a great price. I said, I said, you should try it on. I think you'll look great in it. And I said, I would get it myself, but I've got a number of blue, kind of like in this electric vein. Yeah, right. And so he tried it on. He fell in love with it. I said, you can, you look great in this, and it fits terrific. Yeah. I said, well, we can go to my tailor and have him take up the pants a little. He said, no, no, I'll have, I'll have it done near me. So I said, well, let me get you a shirt. So I picked him out a shirt and a tie, mm. and I bought those for him. I said, here's, here's my oh, gift. Uh, the tie, and so I bought him this bright, bright coral shirt for this suit and a gorgeous Ted Baker tie. And um, 
he's going to look phenomenal in that. I, I wanted that to get him a pocket reason. square, but he drew the line. And I didn't <laughs> want to push. So it's only so much <laughs> because he, he feels it might it might be you know too ostentatious. Yeah. But I said I said well you know I I don't work here anymore. You have to take up the mantle. <laughs> you know, you have to you have to start dressing better. Uh, yeah. I'll I'll style you. Uh, so he said, "Well, this is what you should be doing: personal styling. Uh, you can, you can, you can style me, but don't take my picture with my head." And I said, <laughs> "All right, that's that's fair enough." Amazing. So you, you you've left the Times. How long have you been here? Have you been here? I've been here 35 years. Amazing. How, uh, where did you start in? I've started where I ended up. I mean, uh, I was an I was hired as an art director, and yeah. I've always been an art director here. So yeah. I've had many. Di I've had almost all the different sections uh, as my my section over the years. Uh, I came in. My first two years was what we call a floater, which is basically the fill-in art director. If if you're doing the travel section and you're going on vacation for a month, then mm -hmm. I'm filling in for you for a month. Right. Yeah. So that gave me. a it, w it was a horrible, a horrible period in my life because it was really difficult, mm. and it was very painful. To uh, my first two years, I didn't know what I was doing here. And I had a, I came from a magazine, which you know is yeah. a magazine, and at the time the paper was even bigger physically than it is now. It was gigantic. Is that eighties would be? Uh, I started in eighty one. Eighty one. Yeah. So uh, back then the paper was even bigger and just. The scale, uh, designing for that scale was very difficult. I was still designing for a magazine that was very timid. Mm. Uh, so, but being thrown from one, you know, sometimes you fill in for two days, then you'd fill in for uh, somebody else for a month, and, yeah. and every section. So it really got me to, got me to be much faster, mm. much more decisive, and it gave me a handle on and kind of. Uh, you know all the sections, which yeah. was great. It was a great learning experience, but it was a horrible period. Yeah. Uh, I hated every every two and a half years. I did that my first two and a half years. Then I finally got my section, a different a section, and then you know we would change sections every maybe three or four years. Yeah. Um, the last section I had been doing before I left was the weekend uh, weekend section, which I must have been doing at least eight years or so, nice. if not more. So you know, I, I knew that stuff, and, and it was it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, in my first kind of way in newspapers was I was doing uh, more supplements, the supplement magazines okay, at Fairfax, okay. and um, they gave me the travel section to completely redesign. And wow. A redesign it, is a big job. Uh, yeah, in the newspaper, which I didn't have experience with, but they liked what I was doing in the supplements. Yeah. So that was an undertaking, and then the limitations that you do have oh when it comes God. to news oh print, yeah. newspaper. Oh yeah. uh, so I designed one yeah. way, and the cutbacks that needed to be done afterwards right. was intense, but looked good in the end. Look, I was happy with it. But it's I don't a know. it's a certain personality that, uh, oh yeah. that can do newspapers. I know I mean, it's I very different to magazines. Very yeah. different because we hired. This was back in the. In the late 80s, we hired some big, uh, I won't say the name, but we hired a big name designer. They made a big stink about getting this guy. And, uh, you know, he came in thinking he could do, you know, work miracles. Meanwhile, he never considered the parameters you have to yes, work within. Yes. And they're very stringent. Yeah. And, you know, you can't just, you can't have 10 
the art director's doing their own funky designs because then the paper looks like a mishmash. Absolutely. So he, Absolutely. he got quickly tired of it. He left after a few months. Mm. And I thought, oh, there you go. It's like, you know, uh, you know people say, well, you know, how much of a designer. I, I've had comments from friends, who, very denigrating comments, like, well, you don't really design much. It's, it's a newspaper. It's like but that's the beauty, and right there is that. Yeah, it's a newspaper, and it's beautifully designed. Yeah, but also <laughs> it's like such a slap in the face, and you don't even know you're telling me you're making, you're criticizing me. It's like it is a lot of design because you're working within a very tight little thing, yes. and you you can't just like throw it all out to do what you want to do. You still have to make it look good, mm -hmm. but within these very tight parameters. But they. They don't get it. They don't get it, and this guy, like I said, he left, and I thought, ha ha, you know, you couldn't take it, nah. you know, because, you know. You don't know how to restrain yourself. You don't but know back then, also, there, were, there was a composing, uh, I don't know if you've ever even heard of this, because you're so young. <laughs> uh, the composing room is where the paper was actually, uh, the, the repro type was glued onto cardboard layouts. Yeah. My dad told me about this. He's done it in Germany. Yeah, he, so, yeah. You, you know, the, pa the, the, the type would come out on repro, and cut into strips, and every column was laid, uh, every column of type, and every V, it was called the V-Lox of a photograph, because it was black and white back yeah. then. You know, it was, it was like, a, like a duotone print thing. And uh, that would be glued, everything would be glued with, with uh, hot wax onto this cardboard page. Yeah. And then they, you know, and you'd have to squint to make sure all the columns were straight, because like you couldn't see it, because there were so many cut marks from them <laughs> cutting the, cutting it right on the board, yeah. and you'd say, that doesn't look straight, can you move it? And you were not allowed to touch it, this is my point. You could not touch it, only the print, what they were called printers, only the printers could touch it. So that became very frustrating. Oh my God. Because it's like, all you need to do is this. Yeah. And, you, and telling somebody that is impossible. Just move it, no, no, too much, no, move it back, no, too much. And it's like, so that's one oh, of the reasons, yeah. that's one of the reasons this guy left, it's because <laughs> he had no control over that. Yeah. And uh, granted, I hated, working with uh, these guys because it's like, you know, if they had no respect for you, they would no, right. they wouldn't do what you wanted. No, and and you know, it's like anything. If they don't like you, if they like you, they'll do it. And mm. if they'll, you know, so when did that change? When did you that start changed working with computers? When we got when we got computers. But yeah. we got computers very late here. Uh, there had to be oh my god. The 90s. We didn't get yeah. computers. I didn't start working on layouts in, with the computer. I think till I, I can't tell you exactly when, but it had to be had to be the 90s at some right. point. I and it was very late because they had computers at the Daily News at that point, and we were just getting them. And then everybody learned very differently. There was no course that we all took no, at the same time. Not, so everybody yeah. knew different ways to do the same thing. It's like, well, how do you do that? Well, here's how I do it. It's like. You know, the, it's like the phones, the computers, you know, there's, there's a dozen different ways mm. to do something. Yeah. And everybody knows it differently because nobody was taught the same way. So yeah. it's like, I like shortcuts. See, I like shortcuts and quick keys and things like that. Mm. Other people like to go here to here to here to here to here. That's just the way they the work, thing. yeah. Uh, meanwhile, I had gotten very bad wrist problems very yeah. early on because I, I, I did so much work fine-tuning everything. Mm. Uh, you know, some people just import a photo as is. If it's dark and murky, you know, they'll mm. leave it like that because production would take care of that. Yeah, right. For layout purposes, you didn't have to do that. But I liked to make the layouts look 
the way I wanted way them to look. Yeah, the so I do a ton of Photoshop work yeah. on all my photos, and I've gotten very, very good at that and very yeah. quick at that. Um, but my wrist was killing me. Oh, it was, it, and as right now, if I was to work with a mouse, yeah. within two minutes, this wrist would be in pain and frozen. So I work with a Wacom tablet, yeah, yeah, and, a, and a, 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 a like a pen, yeah, and that's I love the, the dangers in graphic design, isn't oh it? Oh yeah, <laughs> that oh my god. Luckily, that it is moving away from that, and pens are becoming a little bit more. Well, you have so much more control. Like yeah. when I, in my photos, that you know, I'll I'll silhouette out the background and the. Uh, you know, the, the any vertical yeah. things and outlets and... Uh, Doing it on the phone? No, I don't do it on the phone. Yeah, yeah. I do it on the computer. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I used to, when I first started doing it, I'd look for a wall that was white enough that didn't have too many, you know, the yeah. outlet and, yeah. the, and the light switches. And then I thought, well, why don't I just take it downstairs, you know, send myself the photo, yeah. I'll, I'll take out my back, Perfect, the background. Yeah. So that's what I do with, with those, the wild photos. Mm. Um, I'll strip out anything you know that I just like a white background yeah uh, so it's basically silhou silhouetting out everything I'm sorry no, no worries. Uh, except for the shoes I shoot on this gray on this gray rug, yeah, yeah which you've probably seen a lot yes of. absolutely um, <laughs> familiar so, uh, um, so what was your your last section at the at the times where were, where were uh, you working Friday the weekend section the weekend section yeah, yeah. and I've been doing that for like uh, like I said at least eight years right and uh, and I had many different editors in that time and, and photo editors, but uh, uh, I liked doing that. And then things are changing here, and I thought, you know, I've been here a long time, and uh, um, it was probably time to go. Yeah. So. Um, so what what is the future for you? What is the direction? Well, that's a good question. In? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I, uh, you know, I'm, I'm I enjoy doing Instagram. I was thinking of doing personal stylist uh, I, I, I don't know about a blog although I've been I'm being encouraged to do a blog but I don't I don't think I'm gonna do that um, I'd like to I'd like to help guys you know women are like I said women are always writing to me uh, you know I wish my husband would dress more like you uh, what what can you know, one guy wrote wrote to me um, I'd say could do with some how to dress lessons from you sir yeah. and I wrote back lesson one you can be afraid of germs, heights, or monsters. Just don't be afraid of color. <laughs> and then he wrote back, oh, you're the best. And, and that's all it is. Yeah, it's absolutely. as simple as that. Yeah. You know, th there's a lot of things to be afraid of, yeah. but a little color is not one it's of not them. It's not going to hurt you. It's not. Isn't that it's only going to just brighten things up. Yeah, and, and makes it. people smile. I mean, yeah. I got a comment uh, just walking, walking to the subway yeah. today. A you know, woman was on the phone, and she got it. I love your suit. You look great. Thank you. And it's like, you know, that makes my day. I rarely get that. I mean, I think people are thinking that, but rarely do people say it. Um, but that's always, you know, and that makes me feel good. And she was smiling when she, you know, to, to see the suit. It's, yeah. it's fun. Uh, but if you're going to be afraid of it, then, you know. So, so maybe personal styling in, at, in, in some way or... Personal shopper. I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't have a plan. I mean, I only just left uh, in December 30th. That was my last day. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, I'm, I'm still like uh, trying to get everything in order so I can start the third act of my life yeah. now. Um, but but your your magazine is like a 
you know, just an exciting part of that as well. And actually, I was toying with the idea of, uh, you know, on my, on my, uh, it, my, with my name under my, where my bio is, mm. which just says art director at the New York Times, I was thinking of adding personal stylist yeah. just to see if somebody, if somebody's interested in the, in the city and they want to approach me. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, because, I mean, I, I don't know what I'm going to do for money. Yeah. <laughs> That's an important thing. It is an, <laughs> it is an important thing. I mean, uh, the, the suits cost money, so yeah, I, uh, yeah. and I don't see myself. Well, I'm slowing down a little because I've got no space at home. Yeah, and I have many. I have storage spaces here in the city, also of yeah, other right. stuff, <laughs> other stuff that I've collected, not my clothing. Right, right. Yeah. So uh, I've run out of space. I really have to be selective, and but I would love to help somebody. You know. Uh, a guy or even a woman. I, I, yeah. I, I choose women's clothes very well as yeah, well. Yeah. Um, but, you know, my friend downstairs, I could dress him up in, in a second, make him look fantastic. I said, I, I told him, I said, if you go on a date with this suit, it, it's, you know, it's going to bowl him over. Yes, right. uh, you're going to look like a million dollars. <laughs> so I, I know I could do that. And yeah. if anybody came to me and was willing, to, came to me with an open mind, Exactly, and that's the thing. People need to be kind of open to kind yeah. of hear and listen and just kind of trust somebody. Because I can do, I can do a conservative kind of, you know, not too wild yeah. if that's what they want. If they want to get wild, uh, that's easy. Yeah. And then there's a budget. I, you know, I, I don't spend. I mean, I don't buy. I don't buy anything full price. Yeah. There you go. So I mean, that's the lessons that as well that you could kind of teach. Is right. Kind of just. How I mean, to it do takes it. it takes longer because mm -hmm. you have to search. And, you That's know, beauty, though. When you do find something, right. it's, just it's like special. before. It's before, before eBay was around. Hmm. It took a while to put a collection of whatever it is you like together because yeah. you have re you were going to flea markets, maybe you're going out of town, you were going to Salvation Army, you were hmm. looking for things. Now you just you know type in what you want and you can get a collection overnight. Yeah, absolutely. But when I started, like I have a collection of cookie jars and uh, vintage vases and quilts mm. and even lucite purses and if it's, you know, everybody says, why do you have lucite purses? I, I, yes, I'm a man, but it's like these things are designed so beautifully. Oh, and I completely the agree. Colors, yes. The colors, yeah, yeah. I don't use them, I don't wear them, I don't take them out, they're behind the glass yeah. door and it's like, they're they're phenomenal to look at. Beautiful. I also collect uh, um, Dale Chihuly, uh, he gl glass, which is gorgeous. Also, mm. anything that's colorful and beautiful and uh, makes you smile at it, I, you know, I, I love. It's your spirit. It's a spirit. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, um, but but it would it, like that's what I say. If you can, I I don't want to spend a lot of money on this stuff if mm. I don't have to. No. And and I rarely. I never go into a, a, a shop that's, you know, a, like well, Tom Ford or something. No, right. But if I see a Tom Ford shirt that I really like mm. and it's discounted, I'll get it. Why not? But yeah. I'm not going to spend full price on it. Yeah. So, but that takes a lot longer, as I said, because you can't, you can't just, like, hope something's going to be no. there. You know, it might not be there for a whole year, and then you'll see something. Keep so your eyes open, and right. you'll find it, I think. But it can be done. See, that's the point, too. And yeah. I've said this to Bill Cunningham, that you don't have to spend a lot of money to look good. No. Uh, you can buy an, a nice suit and then have it f custom fitted by a, a good tailor, mm. and then it looks like it's a bespoke suit. And you're done. And you're, you're done. Good. And you then you get a nice shirt. Yeah. You can get a nice shirt for very inexpensive and a nice tie. My God, it's yeah. easy. I'll okay. help. <laughs> Anything that 
speaking of Bill Cunningham right there, anything that he would have ever kind of said to you or given you any advice? He, uh, he, he never gave me advice. Yeah. He was always thrilled with, I mean, he always smiled. I, what I wore made him smile. Mm. And he would always say, Richard, you have fun with it. I, I love that you have fun with it, and I love that you think about it. He loved any, anybody who you, you could see they thought about putting something together. Um, you, know, uh, you know, he wasn't interested in, and, and he loved all sorts of fashion. It wasn't like he just loved, you know, people wearing suits mm. or fancy mm -hmm. cocktail dresses. I mean, he loved, you know, when uh, you know, Japanese kids, you know, put a million different things on and layer it and uh, it looks fantastic. He loved anything interesting. Anything that showed thought that you thought about, you know, what you were putting together, he, he was fascinated with it. Made him smile, made him mm -hmm. very happy. Mm -hmm. So he appreciated what I wore all the time. He'd take pictures of me once in a while. I'd show him like the lining of a suit and he'd say, oh Richard, let me, hang on, let me get my camera. And, and he'd always, every day he'd say, let me see the socks, kid. <laughs> so I'd have to show him my socks and if they matched and he'd say, oh, isn't that wonderful. You, thought, you, you think about it. He'd always like say that. So just making Bill smile, man, it started the day really, yeah. really nicely. If he saw you and, and honestly, sometimes I'd walk past him just to get his comment, you know. Once he said to me, he, once he said to me, I was wearing a, a white shirt, but it was a white on white pattern, which he didn't see. And he said, Richard, a white shirt? <laughs> Very disappointed. I said, Bill, no, no, look, look, it's got a white pattern on it. He says, oh, okay, you're back on the pedestal. I mean, I, I, he crushed me by saying that. I felt awful. I said, no, no, Bill, it's not straight white. I swear no, there's some no, more look. to it. He said, oh, okay, because he couldn't see. It just looked white. Yeah. So. Beautiful. We'll end it at that. Okay. <laughs> okay. Perfect.